am so excited to hear our speakers tonight. Um, I love our young people. I've been going to youth on a Friday night a couple times a term, and just because I want to feel young again, um, it's, not, it's not for them, it's for me. Um, but one thing I've noticed when I go to Friday night youth is there are some amazing young people so on fire for God, and uh, I know... Um, as they share tonight, is gonna, it's going to impact all of us in such a powerful way. So I encourage you tonight, just lean in, open your heart to God, because you'll be amazing what He can do. But hey, our first speaker tonight, uh, the youth call him Crispy Boy. Um, I call him Emerson, and uh, he does, he is He's actually a rising star, I believe. I see him on drums Friday night. He's running production. He's looking after our young people. He's just doing an outstanding job uh, help leading in our youth. So, hey, let's welcome Emerson as he comes and shares tonight. Hey, everyone. So, as you guys know, my name is Emerson, and I'm usually sitting on the drum kit behind there. And that's why I'm never up here doing messages. And it's sort of like my safe haven behind there. So, like, I don't have to look at you guys. No offense. No offense. I just don't want the pressure on me. <laughs> so, I'd like to thank my amazing leaders, youth leaders, Nick and Alex. They do an amazing job running youth, bringing up young people. And I wouldn't be up here without them. So, thank you guys so much. So, a bit before Corona, I actually started to get lies from the devil, like little whispers. They were saying stuff like, you're not good enough, God's not real, you're not worthy enough, and you're, God doesn't love you as well. So I just ignored them, thinking they would go away, because I knew they weren't true. So yeah. So as time went on, um, the thoughts started to get louder, and I started to slowly believe them. So, um, where am I? So I would battle with them in my head, but not in prayer which was a big mistake because I was trying to do it in my own strength. So one day I was just sitting on my phone scrolling through Instagram like some of us do, and I remember this verse I read. It was James 4 verse 7, which says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will free, flee from you. So after I read this, my brain clicked, and I knew I had to go to prayer for this situation and worship. So nearly every day as I prayed, I would speak over the lies and rebuke the devil. Um, every time I would think, you're not worthy of God's love, I would say, I know I'm not worthy, but God sent his one and only son to die on a cross for my sin, and by his blood, I've been worthy of his love. So, and then I would think, but God's not real. And then I would say, I, he is real, because I've seen him do miracles in this church. Like one time I, had, I suffered from RSI, which is repetitive strain or injury. So it would stop me from drumming because of my wrist and it would stop me from doing exercises with them. I, would, I kept praying over them like strength and healing. And then eventually I got free from it and now I, heart, and now I can drum and exercise with hardly any pain in them anymore, which is great. So... The lies went on for weeks, probably months, but I kept declaring God's word, his truth in my life and scriptures that I got from past prophecies. I kept going to church and youth. Nothing I could think would stop me. So I'm going to be honest with you, though. I did get a little bit depressed and tired through it all, but I managed to keep my faith up. 
So, but the thoughts still wouldn't leave me then. And then I started to grow on my leadership and drumming. After that, the lies started to get louder and stronger. And I couldn't take much longer of it, so I asked one of my leaders for help. We had a little chat, and the advice I got was to go and fast. I don't think it's just me, but I hate giving up food. Who agrees with me here? <laughs> Who agrees? Yeah, come on. So I ended up fasting on the week of three nights of fire, and I was all in. I loved the worship every night that I continued it at home as well. After the second night of fire, I was reading my Bible, and I got this scripture, Joshua 10, verse 8. It says, The Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them. I'd give them into your hands. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. So what this means to me is God had given power to me over the lies, and he was by my side. Knowing this made me feel happier and, comf and more comfortable at home. So, and then on the third night, Lucas Connell prayed over me, and I cried because God was filling me with his love, his presence, and his freedom. Now, now I'm not a pretty crier. I'm one of those criers that weep and have a bit of snot coming out. It's definitely not pretty. So, even though fasting was a big struggle for me, the outcome of it is amazing. So... And then the next day, I hadn't had a single lie from the devil at all, and I was free from it. Thank you. Now, I do sometimes get the lies, but no matter what, I speak truth over them and God's word because I know that I am set free from it. So here are pointers on how I overcame the lies, and you guys can use these in any situation. So number one is recognize what you are facing and pray over it. For me, it was lies, but for you guys, it could be something else. Like, maybe you know the top of, topic of it, but sometimes it can be deeper than you think. Like, you haven't forgiven someone that you did something to, or they did something to you, or you did something to them, and you need to ask for their forgiveness. Every, every time I go to prayer, I ask God what it is I'm facing and what is deeper in it. So, sometimes I have to keep knocking on that door and stand in faith just to get my answer that I'm looking for. I always, I also listened to the breaking intimidation messages, which is on the C3 website, and I went over my notes to help me. Um, and then number two is speak truth over yourself and stay in faith. Get scriptures to speak over your life. I kept repeating James 4 verse 7 over the lies. Resist the devil and he will flee. I did this over and over again until I was set free. I kept coming to church and talk to a leader if you have to as well, because they will pray for you and help you through it like my leader did. And then number three is keep worshipping. However this looks for you, if you think you're a bad singer, God really doesn't care. He only cares about the heart behind it. Even though I'm 17, worship is one of the most powerful things I can do in a battle. I hope this helped you or encouraged you tonight, guys. Thank you so much. How good was that? I just, uh, you guys can grab a seat, but uh, I just love that in, in moments or seasons of doubt or seasons where you're doubting the presence of God in your life, it's not a time to draw back, but it's a time to just push in. And I love that how Emerson, he just went all in in almost every area. And uh, one thing I love is he fasted and our church actually tonight is finishing its seven days of 
prayer and fasting. But uh, one thing about prayer and fasting is you don't need to wait for us as a church to have a prayer and fast week. You can do that any time to seek God. So, hey, let's give it up for Emerson one more time. Well, our next speaker tonight is a wonderful young lady in our church. Her name is Hannah McCready. And uh, Hannah is one of our amazing interns and it's, been an, um, it's just been a privilege over the last two years, but particularly this year, watching Hannah grow. And uh, she's recently joined our core online team with Pastor Teresa there, helping all those things, working behind the scenes. But uh, hey, let's give a big warm welcome to Hannah as she shares tonight. Thanks, Josh. Hey, everyone, how are we going? That's good. I actually wanted to start off by honoring someone, and that's actually Pastor Josh and Shekinah. Um, I've known these guys since I was 11 and a little terror. And it's from, thanks, Josh, from serving alongside Shekinah and Kresh to you both being my youth pastors and campus pastors, I truly wouldn't be who I am without you guys. So thank you. Um, I've been loving this series of But God. It's just those two words by themselves are just so powerful because even whenever you see a scripture that has those two words, it's always something good that follows it, which is awesome. Um, and it's just so refreshing to be reminded that no matter what season of life we're in, whether things are going great or not so great, God's in control and that he's always going to work things out for good. But personally, I had a really big But God moment a few months ago. And since then, since then, life's been full of a lot of change. It's been good change, but also really scary change, um, to the point where my life now is nothing like it was four months ago. And the direction I thought my life is going in is completely different to where it's going now. But in June, I was about to finish up my second year of internship, and I was feeling really lost about what was next in my life, and I just didn't really know what was next. I felt like I wasn't moving in life and that I was going to be stuck where I was for a while, to the point where I even started a question if God actually had a plan for my life. The best way to describe it is that, that I almost felt like I was in a bottle with a lid on it. And the more I kept trying to twist it and change things, the more it kept being screwed on tighter and nothing would move. But I was just sat in my room one night listening to worship music and it was like God gave me a reality check. It was just led to a full moment of surrender with God. And I remember all that kept going through my head was, but God. But God can do, have a, but God has a plan for my life, but God knows what he's doing. And out of that, I actually extended my internship. But not long after that, we had an intern retreat with Greg French, which actually included us having one-on-one -on -one sessions with him, which were awesome. But one of the things that he said out of that was that he saw me being part of a campus launch soon. And honestly, I kind of ignored this because I didn't think it was relevant because as far as I knew, we weren't launching any campuses anytime soon. And I also never thought it'd be something I'd be a part of. But a couple of weeks later, I actually got asked by Pastor Teresa if I'd be interested in joining the team. And my first reaction was absolutely not. Um, but it wasn't until the next day where I was actually listening back to the recording from the retreat with Greg and I heard what he said and prayed about it and I just felt so much peace so I ended up saying yes. But for me it was just such a moment of wow maybe God does actually have a plan for my life which now I obviously know is true and I remember that. But one of the scriptures that I read almost every day for about a month during all this was 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. Love him. And I love this scripture because it's just such a great remind, reminder for when we're doubting God's plan for our lives or doubting that he knows what he's doing. 
not only is he completely capable of providing us with a great future, but we actually can't even imagine the extent of what he has planned for us. But by saying yes to joining the online team, it's been a great opportunity to not only grow the gifts God's placed in my life, but also discover the gifts that I had no idea were inside me. But there's so many times where we look at situations through our own eyes and all we see is failure, but God tells us to look at through his eyes and how he sees it. But during the first few weeks of the online services, and I know Teresa will agree with me, they were rough to say the least. Um, We had equipment shutting down in the middle of people speaking, videos not loading, programs not working, to the point where we almost didn't have a preach one week, which was awesome. But we, and we also had to use the, we're experiencing technical difficulties slide a lot more than we would have liked, which was great. But during the times of stress when things just weren't working out, but God was such a great reminder for us because everything happens for a reason and God is in full control and it's all going to work out how it's supposed to. But Matthew 19, verse 26 says, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. There's so many times at the start of online where it didn't make sense that things started working again. And I just kept thinking of this verse. I love that, that then when there was nothing we could have done in our power for things to start working again, it always worked out because of God. But there's so many times in life where the world will say no, but God will say yes. Where the world will say we can't, but God will always say we can. And where the world will stop, will say stop, but God will say keep going. But if I can leave you with one thing, it's to always remember that life can get busy and stressful, but it's in those moments where it's most important to remember but God. But I just love to finish in prayer, if that's okay. Yes, Lord God, we thank you that you have a plan for each and every one of our lives, God, and that that plan is greater than we could ever imagine. And I thank you that in every situation you have gone before us and are walking alongside us, whether it's in the good or the bad. And I just pray that those two words, but God, is just something that sticks with us as we, as out of this place and live our lives. Amen. How good was that? Amazing. But God, hey, let's give it up for our online campus and team. All those people are part of that, doing a phenomenal job to make that happen. And you know what I love uh, about Hannah's journey is, just you guys can grab a seat, is though she is questioning her purpose, God had something for her all along. She just needed to remain faithful. And as she just trusted God and lent in, her but God moment came and uh, it's it's been a wonderful thing to see you flourish in our online world, Hannah, doing a killer job of that. Well, our final speaker, but not the least, uh, is the mighty Sam Byrne. And uh, for those of you who don't know Sam, he is a wonderful, mighty man of God. Uh, He is often up on stage leading us Uh, at Sunday night in the presence of God, doing so well on that. But he's also an amazing young adult leader who's gathering young men, running a small group with those guys uh, on a regular basis. If if you're a young single guy, you're not in a group, you need to talk to Sam after the service uh, because he runs an exceptional group. But he's also studying his master's in psychology. So he's not just a a big buff head like me. He's actually got some brains. Um, But uh, hey, let's give a big warm welcome to Sam right now. (laughs) Boofhead, I haven't heard that term in a while. How are you? You well? Doing all right? 
Uh, just before I start, I would love to thank our amazing senior ministers, Pastor John and Danielle. And uh, thank you for this, this church, the community that you have made of joy, support, um, God-seeking people. And I think I speak for a lot of us that we just thank you for your sacrifice and your investment into making this. So would you put your hands together for Pastor John and Dan? And um, so when I was in 2018, I went through my but God moment, my faith journey. Um, I was three months unemployed. And so my faith journey was pressing in for a job. So as you can imagine, in three months, 90 days, when you're pressing in, praying, reading your Bible, stretches your faith. As you're asking questions, why isn't things, things happening? But during this time of three months, I found some revelations that I would love to share with you. And the first, or the one that I would love to share tonight, is that when we understand more about God's character, it helps us to increase our faith for the breakthrough that we're believing in. So as, as I was um, pressing in, and pretty much uh, most days going out and praying, uh, reading the Bible, and pressing in, I was trying to understand God and understand more of His character. And so I, was, uh, I read scriptures and names for God, such as Jehovah Jireh, God our provider. That's what it's translated to. I read events in the Bible, such as when God, through Jesus, the Son of God, provided for 5,000 people through two fish and five loaves. And I read scriptures that I took, I declared, and I spoke over my situation, such as Deuteronomy 8.18. Remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so it was in these things that I started reading and understanding the character of God, pressing in, reading the Bible, praying that my faith began to sharpen, that I started to understand that God is actually bigger than the breakthrough that I'm trying to believe for, that God is still on the throne, and because of that, it is still good, that the more I understand about Him, my breakthrough will come. And so sure enough, almost three months into it, I got a phone call, just, just one phone call. That's right, it's all you need. And it was exactly for the job that I'd been believing for. And I remember, I remember going into the interview, and I prayed up, I'd done my research, and I went in, and it was like God just absolutely took over. And the answers that I said in that interview were just so God-anointed. It was something that I could not even articulate. And the interviewer in that moment, after the interview, said, I have to be honest, that was a really good interview. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, and she's like, to be honest, uh, you didn't really have the experience for the job, but what I want to do is I'm going to put you in another team so that you get the experience, and then I'll draft you back into the department that I want because I want to work with you. And the amazing thing is, is that after that job that I'd been believing for, that particular thing, uh, and I'd set points, but God exceeded not only getting me that job, but exceeded the goals that I'd been believing for financially, but both in experience as well, because I'd been believing for a, a certain amount of experience to get me into my master's of psychology, which was extremely competitive. And out of that job, I got the experience that I needed to get into that degree. I'm telling you, 200 people applied for that. 25 got in. Of those, I'm one. Of those, I'm the youngest. 
of those I'm amongst, ex-GPs, psychological researchers, people who have been in the field practicing for years and going back into that degree to sharpen their skills, right? So I am in, out of my depth, both in uh, master's degree, jobs, the interview, but God. But God, because when we start to understand who he is, we can start to understand what he does. Is that right? And so I want to share with you one of my personal um, favorite scriptures, Exodus 3.14. And so it's, uh, it's about a man called Moses in the Bible, and it's probably the wildest faith journey I can think of. And so it's, it's him, and he's getting called by God to bring a million people out of slavery and into their promised land. Talk about faith, right? And so in that circumstance, as you can imagine, as I would too, you would have a lot of questions, a lot of uncertainties, a lot of things that you need God to help with. But in Exodus 3.14, I love what God does. He shares something about his character to speak to Moses' uncertainty. And he says in Exodus 3.14, just that first part, God replied to Moses, I am who I am. And I want to read to you uh, a little descriptor that's in my Bible that talks about the character that is filled in that name. It says, 314, I am who I am. This could also be translated, I will be what I will be. It speaks of a God who is self-sufficient, self-existent, all-encompassing and without limitations. The one being in the universe who is not dependent on something else or someone else for his existence. What he's telling Moses in that moment is, I understand that there's something that you need faith for. I understand that you're pressing in, you're breaking in. But you have to understand, Moses, that I am who I am. That I'm still bigger than your miracle. I'm still bigger than your breakthrough. I'm still sitting on the throne. I still have the power and the dominion. You have to rely on me and trust on me. But I am who I am, but God. And it's when we understand, it's when we hunger and we press in to understand who God is that we understand what we can do through Him. So I want to encourage us as we're coming to the end of our fast. Sorry. What timing, hey? It's like... Um, as we're coming to the end of our fast, I encourage us not to lean back, right? I'm speaking to you tomorrow. I'm speaking to Monday. Don't lean back, but press in. Get hungry. Get to know the God who you serve, the God who you accepted into your heart, because through him, man, miracles are going to happen. Revival is going to come, and C3 Powerhouse is going to see the greatest age that we've ever seen because we are hungry and pressing in for revival. So I encourage you, keep reading your Bible, keep praying, keep worshiping, keep coming to church, keep going to groups, keep being around those people who are like-minded and who love God. And the more that we understand of God, the more faith that we have for our miracle. Awesome. And uh, we've been speaking about faith tonight and understanding God, but I want to offer an opportunity I want to offer an invitation that it all begins with asking Jesus into your heart, God into your heart. And so my story is 
that I grew up in church, but I didn't always have a relationship with God. But it wasn't until I was probably 17. And I went to church pretty much every week. I was in the right place, surrounded by the right people. But I had to make the choice myself to ask God into my life. And what's interesting is that at 17, before then, I was a pretty, I was a very anxious young guy, crippled with anxiety. I was thinking about exams, driver's tests. I was anxious about what my life was going to happen outside of school. I was scared of authority, couldn't speak to people, couldn't public speak. But then in a moment just like this, in a service just like this, the preacher or the speaker gave me an invitation to put up my hand and say a prayer to accept Jesus into my heart. And from that moment, my heart began to change. And the things that weighed me down, the things that I found anxious began to shift and change for the better. And I started the things that made me anxious on doing. And the things that I wanted to control in my life, I gave up to God. I surrendered to Him. And He's doing it way better than I ever could, as I told you about earlier in, in tonight. And so in the Bible, it has a scripture. It says, those in Christ or those in a relationship with God are a new creation. All things are passed away and everything is created new. And I want to offer every single person in this room here tonight that invitation to ask God into your heart. So as every head is bowed and every eye is closed in this place, I want to offer this invitation to three types of people. The first person or first type of person is this you have never had a relationship with God before. It is the best decision I've ever made. And I would love and be honored to pray with you just in your seat while everyone's head uh, is bowed and your eyes are closed. I'd love to pray for you in your seat that you can accept Jesus into your heart. It would be my honor to do that. The second type of person is if you had a relationship with God before, but life happened. And perhaps God is not in your life, but you know that he should be once again. I'd love to pray for you as well. And in just a moment with this first group, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. And the third type of person is if you're unsure whether you're going to heaven. It says in the Bible that those who are in a relationship with God are guaranteed to go to heaven, not hell. And if you're here tonight, and you do not know whether you're going to heaven and you want to make sure, I'd love to pray for you so that you can be certain that you're going to heaven. So if you're one of these three groups of people, just in this moment, would you raise your hand? Would you be bold? Would you ask Jesus into your life? I'm telling you, it's the best decision I've ever made. Maybe you're here tonight. And you know that you've been seeking something, pressing in for something. You've been trying different things. But you know that there's something that needs to be filled. And I'm telling you that that's God. Billy Graham said it like this, that every single person has a 
God-shaped hole inside of them that only God can fill. So if that's you here tonight and you're looking, you're searching, I offer this invitation to you. God is real and he's calling you. Awesome. Well, you guys can look at me just for a moment. Look at me. Kime, look at me. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Um, let's give God some praise, yeah? It's been a good night. And um, appreciate you guys. Love you guys. And I encourage you to keep pressing in. Keep loving God. And uh, thanks for having us. Hooroo.